Good leaders are the people that take action even when they don't feel competent. Leadership does not require you to gain more knowledge and expertise in your field or to become 10 times more competent than you already are. Those feelings and that imposter syndrome and those negative thoughts that you have about yourself and your capabilities aren't going to hinder the quality of your execution. That's literally why I started this show, because more women like you who care about humans need to become leaders. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new around here, welcome. I'm so glad that you have found the art of speaking up. I'm Jess, I'm the host and creator of this podcast, and I am a coach. I coach professional women who work in the nine to five space, And I am here to support you and my clients and this community in finding your voice, building confidence, being wildly successful in your career and advancing and thriving in leadership. I truly get so fired up. Like I have tingles right now just talking about it. I get so fired up about the idea of women in leadership rising up thriving, feeling powerful, acting powerful, being super fulfilled, making lots of money, having a big impact in the corporate space because there is a desperate need for women at the top. And I had a corporate career myself and as a really ambitious female professional in the corporate space, I was very disappointed during my corporate career in the lack of resources out there, like good high quality resources out there to support ambitious women in thriving professionally. And that's why I started this podcast. I started it back in 2019 before I became a coach when I was still in my corporate career because I saw that this was really missing, that there really wasn't anything out there that resonated with me that that would inspire me to show up bigger in my job and that would inspire me to believe in myself. And since it wasn't out there, I decided I was going to create it and fast forward four years and 200 plus episodes later. And here we are at the Art of Speaking Up podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I am veering into one of my favorite topics ever. This is a topic that has been coming up a lot with my clients. I'm hearing it mentioned here and there. It's coming up more and more often. And whenever that happens and I start noticing themes coming up in my client work, I have my clients, both my one-on-one clients and my group clients inside my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. Whenever I start to see themes emerging in my client work, to me, that's always a clue (laughs) that it might also be emerging in the broader corporate culture zeitgeist out there. And I've been getting a lot of questions about leadership, 
becoming a good leader, how to lead effectively, transitioning successfully into leadership, and really being able to thrive in that first big position you have where you have more responsibility and more potential for impact than you've ever had before. Now, there are so many ingredients that go into successfully making that transition into leadership, thriving as a leader, becoming a leader who is successful and has impact and inspires people. And today, I'm going to start with the most important component of it, which is the mindset. Because what I see often among my clients and the women in this community is that They have certain thoughts about what it means to be a leader and to transition into leadership, and those thoughts are untrue, and those thoughts also have them not performing at their fullest potential and not going after leadership roles as much as they want to because they have some kind of negative thinking and negative perceptions around what it will be like and what it will require of them and whether they're good enough and smart enough and worthy enough. And so I want to talk about that so that you can have crystal clear 2020 vision when it comes to what it will mean for you to become a leader and so that you can make the decision about whether you want to grow into leadership and pursue leadership positions so that you can make that decision from a place of accurately understanding what is required of you to succeed in those roles. I am so freaking excited to record this episode Not just because I'm obsessed with the topic of leadership. It's literally probably one of my favorite professional development topics ever, but also because I created a brand new freebie. I haven't created a new freebie in a while. I have been wanting to make this for you forever. I got the idea for this a year ago, and I have been so busy in my business working with my clients and creating things and creating the Art of Speaking Up Academy that I haven't had a chance to make this. And I finally did. And it's here. And it is a free listen on the go audio course designed to help you become a confident, effective leader. It is called CEO Vibes. And the goal is to help you develop CEO vibes. Now, what do I mean by CEO vibes? So here's the thing about becoming an effective leader. Leadership, a huge part of leadership, being a good leader is an inside job. It comes from feeling confident. It comes from feeling determined. It comes from feeling committed. It comes from feeling resourceful. It comes from believing you're unstoppable. When you feel those feelings, when you have those kinds of vibes within you, then the result is you take really powerful action and you become super effective as a leader. So this audio course, this free audio course, is designed to help you cultivate those confident, unstoppable vibes within you so that your actions on the outside are the actions of a highly effective and impactful leader. When you feel like a CEO inside, when you feel those CEO vibes internally, you act like a leader on the outside. I want to help you feel like a leader on the inside so that you can take those powerful actions on the outside. And in this free audio course, I help you develop those confident CEO vibes. And 
I give you bite-sized action steps that you can go out and do right away to start showing up with greater leadership. Head over to jessgazitcoaching.com slash free resources to get your copy of CEO Vibes for free. I will link it in the show notes. And now let's talk about these myths that are keeping your talent and brilliance locked away. I approach all of my work, all of my coaching, everything I do from the theory that you already have the talent, you already have the capability within you to have the confident voice, to thrive in your career, to thrive as a leader. So it's not that you're missing something. I believe it's much more likely that there are things getting in the way of you expressing that talent. So it's not that you're missing capabilities, it's that you have them, but something is getting in the way of you realizing that you're talented and actually bringing those talents to the surface. And a lot of what gets in the way for most of my clients, and I would guess for you too, are limiting beliefs and negative thoughts that you have about yourself or possibly about the world around you. And today I'm gonna be sharing two very limiting perspectives that I really see getting in the way of women embracing and owning their brilliance and seeing their own potential to be a leader and really developing a leadership style that is authentic to them and expressing it through the way that they show up in their jobs. And I feel so passionate about this topic You will understand why as I get into it. My goal in this episode, though, is to free you to see that you have what it takes to become a leader and that stepping into leadership can feel aligned and good. So let's get into it. The first falsehood, the first myth that I want to talk about, I'm seeing this a lot with my clients, so I have to talk about this, is that leadership requires you to be more aggressive, more domineering, more dictatorial, more militant, ruder to people. A lot of women have an association that leadership means I can't be kind, I can't be generous, I can't be heart-centered, I have to harden and I have to show up, you know, like really, really domineering and bang my fist on the table and I can't be thoughtful and reflective. And what I want to say is, yes, like that, like aggressive, evil, mean, obnoxious, alpha male, bro-y leadership exists for sure. I think we've all been in rooms with it, right? But that is just one kind of leadership. And I would argue one very bad kind of leadership But I think the problem is because that is the predominant leadership style that many of us have been exposed to, we come to associate that aggressiveness, that being domineering with leadership. And we think that that is leadership instead of thinking that that is simply one type of leadership. Just like not everyone likes pistachio ice cream Even if you don't like pistachio ice cream, you might still really like chocolate ice cream. And so what I want to open your mind to is the idea that that's one style of leadership. And by definition, when you're a leader, 
you are leading, you're the one in charge, you get to decide what your leadership style is. And I'm going to put forth my subjective opinion. So it is what I believe to be true, but it is a useful one. And I think it is one that will help you, which is I think that if someone has to be rude and aggressive and domineering in order to execute their responsibilities as a leader, I would argue that that person actually has really poor leadership skills. A good leader knows how to get results, how to help get a project and a team and a group of people across the finish line without it having to feel bad for everyone. For me, that is one of the tenets of good leadership. It's not just can I drive results. It's not just can I get us the end outcome that we want. It's not just can I grow revenue? Can I double the size of our team's contribution to the company? Like, it's not just can I deliver the result. It's can I deliver the result in a sustainable, people-first, human-centric way? That's harder. It's harder because now you can't just focus on squeezing results out and sprinting to the finish line as fast as possible. You also have to think about the humans around you and creating a positive experience for them. You are solving for more than one thing. And I believe that people who don't solve for that and people who are just rude and pushy and don't care about other humans and are just aggressive and not sensitive in their leadership style I think they're not as smart because they haven't figured out how to deliver the result in a way that's sustainable and honors the experiences and the humanity of the people around them. I think it takes way more smarts and wits and capabilities to be able to deliver really well and to create a really positive experience for your people, for your team, and for your company. So if someone has a very like aggressive, rude, obnoxious leadership style, that person has not built the skill of creating results in a way that makes people want to work with them again and again and again. They're not good enough at their job to be able to do it that way. People who are able to do that while being respectful and while creating a positive experience for their teams are more effective, they're more skilled, they're more sophisticated. They can make something happen without blazing a trail of destruction behind them because they're that good. And those people, the teams that they work with, want to work with them over and over and over again because not only do their teams feel satisfied in the results that they're creating, but their people, their teams, the people who report up into the leader are having a positive experience. I share this with you because I see that a lot of women don't pursue leadership or are afraid of pursuing leadership because it means that they're going to have to abandon their values and they're going to have to start acting like a version of themselves that they don't want to act as. And this makes me sad for so many reasons. One is that that isn't true. And two, if you are someone who cares about humans and that's really important to you, you are needed so that that kind of 
aggressive, non-people-first leadership culture can change. You're the exact type of person that we need more of. We need more leaders who care about the people so that that old-school, non-human-first way of leading starts to become less and less and less. There are leaders out there that care about people. Now, of course, as leaders, you have to make hard decisions, right? There are difficult dynamics that arise within companies and teams, but there's a huge difference between leaders who are reflective and thoughtful and do their absolute best to balance the interest of their teams, their people, their employees, and leaders who don't care much about that at all, right? Who really do treat people like numbers. You get to choose what kind of leader you are. And if you're someone who's like, I care about people and I don't want to be an asshole and, you know, I want a work environment to feel like a welcoming place where we're all humans just contributing to something all together. I would say that you have the makings of a really, really good leader. And if you are afraid to move into leadership, you are potentially depriving people of the very positive human-centered type of leader that you would be. Because if you don't take that leadership role, someone else will. And then that person's going to create their own kind of culture on the team. I don't know what kind of culture that mystery person is going to create, but I know what kind of culture you can create. You can create one where you drive results and where you are deeply respectful and you lead from the heart. I think this idea that you have to be aggressive and domineering to be a good leader, it's such an old school way of thinking. I think it also comes in a way from like this scarcity mindset that we can't really create value or accomplish anything big unless someone's really losing out, right? Like it can never be win-win. It has to always be at someone's expense. And I think when we think that way, then we don't challenge ourselves to think, okay, but how could we get these amazing results without it having to be at someone's expense? And if we don't ask that question, then we're never going to find an answer to it. And what I would encourage you to do if you feel like leadership means that you are going to have to act in a way that feels like it goes against your values is make sure to find examples of leaders who are doing it in a way that you deeply respect because they are absolutely out there. They are just not always the loudest people or the most visible people that you see. But this is literally one of the reasons why I started this podcast and why I do this work. Because I think that it is us, I identify as having the following traits. I identify as being really ambitious and really smart and caring about people and really empathetic. But I also identify as type A, perfectionist, insecure, hard on myself, criticize myself, like just all, I do all kinds of mean bullshit to myself inside my own head, right? So I'm very good at what I do. I love people. People love working with me, but I'm hard on myself and mean to myself. And I think that's the exact type of person that we need to make sure that those types of women are moving and stepping into leadership, right? And and I started this show to make sure that there aren't other women out there who are like me or like you, who have the potential, who care about people, who are going to have such a big impact, big positive impact on companies and teams, but they're not stepping up because they're being so hard on themselves and they're underestimating themselves and they're thinking they can't do it. That's literally why I started this show, because more women like you who care about humans need to become leaders. It's essential. Otherwise, corporate cultures are going to continue to be the way they are. And 
when you have power and influence, you can use it for good. (laughs) You can use your power for good and not for evil. So that is the first thing that I wanted to share, which is that leadership truly, you don't have to be obnoxious. You don't have to leave your values at the door. Do you have to be direct? Yes. Will you have to navigate tricky politics? Yes. Will there be difficult situations that come up? Yes. But never, never, never does it mean that you have to completely abandon your values and that you can't find a way to handle it that feels good for you and is in line with the human that you want to be. And so that is something that I want to clear up because it has a lot of my clients being like, well, I don't know if I want that because I have to like change who I am. And I'm like, no, you don't have to change who you are. Like literally because you are the way you are, that's the reason that you should become a leader. So I feel very strongly about this. The second thing that I wanted to share is that leadership does not require you to gain more knowledge and expertise in your field or to become 10 times more competent in your role than you already are. A lot of my clients, and you might be this way too, have imposter syndrome. They have thoughts that they're not good enough, not competent enough. And what I see, especially when I'm getting started with a client, is that because they have imposter syndrome, they think, well, I don't feel confident in myself. I don't know if I can do it. So like if I don't even feel good about myself in my current role, how on earth am I going to move into that bigger leadership role? Like what is that going to look like? Because I, I feel so much uncertainty even now. How could I possibly expand what I'm doing? And that idea comes from a false belief about what leadership is. If you have a thought process that, oh, well, I feel not good enough for my current role, so how can I step into a bigger role? If you have that thought process, it means that you have a faulty belief about what leadership is. You are thinking that leadership means being better at your job and feeling more competent at your job. And I know that sounds like what it is, right? You're like, of course, leaders should be better at their job. Of course, they should be competent at their job. Like, what are you saying, Jess? But here's the thing. Leaders, good leaders are the people that take action even when they don't feel competent, even when imposter syndrome comes up, even when they don't have all the answers. By definition, what makes them good leaders is that they're not waiting to have all the knowledge. They're not waiting to have all the expertise. They're not waiting to check off every box and dot every I and dot every T before they make a decision and take action. They're willing to move forward and make judgment calls and lead from what they already know, even when those feelings come up. It's literally what makes someone a good leader. So rather than thinking, oh, a good leader is someone who doesn't have imposter syndrome, I want you to think instead, a good leader is someone who has imposter syndrome and leads anyway. A good leader is someone who doesn't allow those self-critical limiting thoughts to impact their effectiveness. And now what that brings you to If you're someone who does have imposter syndrome or who does struggle to feel competent, what that means is you are perfectly positioned to develop as a leader because good leadership doesn't mean you're going to learn more and get better and better and better and better until all those feelings go away. Good leadership means you're going to learn how to contribute and execute at your maximum potential even when those feelings come up, that those feelings And that imposter syndrome and those negative thoughts that you have about yourself and your capabilities aren't going to hinder the quality 
of your execution. No matter what you feel, no matter how hard something is, your execution stays strong. And that frees you. It frees you from having to feel perfect. It frees you from feeling like you have to have all the answers. It frees you from feeling like you have to be perfectly competent because that's not what it's actually about. And no matter how many things you learn, how much knowledge you gain, how many new skills you acquire, guaranteed, if your brain is yelling at you now that you're not competent and you don't know enough, guaranteed, if you go out and take a bunch of courses and do a bunch of things, your brain is going to keep yelling at you because the problem was never that you were lacking competence. The problem is that when your brain yells at you, you don't yell back, right? Good leaders When their brain yells at them and is like, you're a horrible, you don't know anything, you don't know what you're doing, good leaders in their head yell back and they're like, yes, I do. Here's what I'm doing, bitch. And yes, that is me yelling back to a fictional brain calling it a bitch. Because sometimes we need to add some levity into the mental experiences that we have, the mental and psychological experiences that we so often have that can feel really debilitating and really difficult. So if you've ever counted yourself out of a leadership role because either you think that your empathy and your heart-centeredness and your caring about people isn't going to equip you to be a good leader and that you're going to have to leave that behind, or you've counted yourself out of a leadership role because you feel like you need more knowledge and you feel like the imposter syndrome is a sign that you shouldn't be a leader, what I would want to offer you is that neither of those things are a problem The real problem is how you're defining leadership, what you think it is and who you think you need to be. You think it means being harsh and rigid and militant. You think it means having all the answers and not having a brain that yells at you and tells you you're incompetent. It's not those things. Leadership is the ability to get things done. You can get things done in a way that reflects your values, in a way that you feel proud of, and you can get things done without having all the answers. You can get things done with imposter syndrome present. The way that you quote unquote get rid of imposter syndrome is you learn to move forward with it there. The more you learn to move forward with it there, the smaller it gets. And what so many of you do is you wait, you wait for it to go away. You wait to feel more confident in the meeting. You wait and wait and wait and wait to feel different. And you don't feel different. That's okay. Feeling different is going to happen when you show up over and over and over again anyway. And you keep showing up even when it feels like you're not changing. And you keep showing up even when you want to give up. And eventually you start to form a new habit, a new way of seeing the world, and things start to shift. So don't wait for the imposter syndrome to go away. Don't wait until you have a wave of confidence come over you. That's not going to happen at the very beginning. What's going to happen at the very beginning is you're going to take the bull by the horns and you're going to take action and you're going to stay committed. And that confidence as a result of that is going to start to grow inside you. And it's not going to happen overnight. But all of a sudden, you're going to notice that you are changing and you are different. It's because you were willing to take action now before you feel 100% ready. And let me tell you, a lot of people ask me, where does my confidence come from? How did I do it? How did I build confidence? I didn't wait for a wave to wash over me. 
If I waited, I would still be waiting. I would still be looking at the watch on my wrist being like, where is it, people? I was just like, you know what? I feel a little ill doing this. I feel a little ill using my voice, speaking up in this meeting, launching this podcast, like so many of the things I've done in my life. I did not feel great going into them, but I felt so great, so great coming out of them. So don't let that scared feeling prevent you from going in because you might then be missing out on the richness and the strength that you will get to feel on your way out. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and be sure to grab my new free audio course, CEO Vibes. I'm very excited about it. As you can tell, it's free. You can listen on the go and I'm going to help you transform your mindset, grow your confidence and take bite-sized action steps that will help you become a more effective leader. Link in the show notes to grab it or head to justgazetcoaching.com slash free resources. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.